0: it didn't do the thing it didn't do the thing this time
1: what is it like two and a half years later yeah exactly exactly finally
0: every time we start the show using this laptop uh it will show th- this screen like the actual show screen and then fade in to the show screen it does this really weird glitch but it's kind of been this running thing that like every single time we've done the show for two years now it's done that and for once it didn't so it's nice we have the missing enigma again guys welcome back my friend how you doing
2: Doing good. Thanks for being or thanks for having me here. Yeah, thank
0: you for being here.
2: <laughs> yeah. <Glad> to, <laughs> thank glad you to have for the, showing up as well. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Sorry for
2: last time, huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe that's what I was meant subconsciously. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh boy. So last time we were talking about Skinwalker Ranch and UFOs and just some of this, you know, generalized you no know, more of the paranormal nonsense. Um, a lot of that typically has to do in America where you've got all of these stories of UFOs starting to show up after after World War II. But of course, uh America's not the only place that has UFO sightings, UFO stories. Uh Russia has a good number of its own, and back in the 1950s, a very weird thing happened to a group of hikers, and UFOs and aliens were one of the leading conspiracy theories regarding it for a very long time, you know. How do nine Russian hikers randomly all die in the forest? With seemingly no no solid explanation for all of it. And of course, in more recent years it's been, you know, it was an avalanche and all of that. Of course, we're talking about Dyatlov Pass, and explanations for that ranged from a Yeti to UFOs, missile tests, hostile natives, anything under the sun. In fact, I think I remember there were uh there were some like 75 possibilities that the Russian government looked into in 2019. And they came up with Avalanche, which was honestly one of the least likely of the possibilities, but it was also the one that required them doing the least work, and they could just say it was an Avalanche. So, obviously, a lot of people were placated by that and said, oh, okay, Avalanche, sure. They used Disney, Disney magic, clearly. It it must be true. Um, For a a solid group of people, myself included, that that did not sit right. And I will say that the reason it didn't sit right definitely was was originally different, but even after doing a two-part video on Dyatlov Pass, I still don't love the Avalanche Theory. So I want to start this off
2: by asking asking one simple question. What do you think of the Avalanche Theory? Uh, I mean, I'm kind of, with all the theories, it's been kind of like they don't perfectly fit in any way. You know, Mm -hmm. all of the theories. There's something that's left, like, there's always questions. Mm -hmm. I don't like the Avalanche Theory, the Slab Avalanche, or whatever they called it, because... And I watched your video and I agree. At least I watched the second part yeah. of it. But the second I part agree. was really
0: the part that I think matters because that's where I went into I the. I kind of under. Yeah. I
2: figured the first part was like the who, what, where. Exactly. When kind of. Okay. Well, the second part, I mean, I agree with you. That I think you said something about. Uh, uh, you think it explains the first part of what happened yeah. to them, but it definitely doesn't explain the second. Yeah. You know, it explains why they might have gotten out of the tent, mm-hmm. but everything, a lot of weird stuff was discovered that that doesn't explain the, you know, the avalanche. Right. So, uh, I don't know. I'm not really on board with that theory. You know, it just, it doesn't go far enough. Right. So, and,
0: and I think, you know, there, there may be people watching who, who are unfamiliar with the of Pass incident. And I realized that I kind of wanted to start it with that little bit. So everybody understands where the weirdness comes in because the story of of Pass to, to give the simple, uh, the simple explanation is nine, uh, nine or 10. It was originally 10, and it went down to 9, if I remember correctly. Nine Russian hikers, originally 10, set off for a hiking trip. The purpose of the hiking trip is, in fact, to get certification that they are capable of leading a hiking trip like this. Um, It was a Class 3 trek, I believe, in Russian, like, Soviet terminology, which is not the same as it is today. And the thing was... Everything goes relatively smoothly through these guys until they get to the side of this peak. Uh, and for some reason, the Russian name for it is, is escaping me right now, but it's Peak 1079 is the, the, top, the topographical listing for it. When they get there, they, they pitch their tent on a slope, they spend the night, and at some point after they pitch the tent and seven of the, 12, seven of the nine of them had undressed, it seems... They all panicked, cut the tent open from the inside, and then, despite the fact that they panicked to get out of the tent and sliced it open, seemed to have presented an orderly retreat down the slope of the mountain, got into a tree, started a fire, and then left that tree. But two people died at the tree, and then they split into two groups. One group of four and one group of three. One group of three goes up, trying to get back to the tent. They die because they all freeze to death. Then, on the alternative side you have four people go down into a creek and they construct a very makeshift shelter but then somehow decide to leave the shelter and end up falling as as far as the russian government was concerned into a creek and and dying despite the fact that the injuries that a couple of them sustained falling a meter or two were comparable to being hit by a car fifth uh, 70 years later i want to say the russian government comes back and says all right you know what this was weird we're going to investigate they spend a few months investigating and determine it was an avalanche that caused them to leave the tent and they all just froze to death obviously there are a lot of people that don't like that explanation and the reason really does come down to those injuries that they sustained leaving the tent makes sense that that part can be explained by slab avalanche catabatic winds um there were a few other explanations that we went over in the video that I can't recall off
1: the top of my head. Considering we've talked about the avalanche a number of times in the video so far, uh, and I feel like using the word avalanche may be somewhat confusing for those who aren't specifically yeah. familiar with this, because the slab avalanche is a lot different than what most people think of as an avalanche. Yeah. Do we want to explain a little bit about
0: sure. what that is? Um, do, you, do you want to take that one?
2: I mean, I'm not super familiar with it myself. Yeah. I'm just I believe it's just a slab, because that mountain isn't real steep no right it was like a 30 degree slope right it's kind of like a big hill yeah Yeah. and isn't it just like a slab of the mountains rolling off of it basically
1: and it wasn't even that big right it was it was almost more like a wind drift piled up and then fell on top of it which they yeah it was basically
2: because they
0: because they took shovels and dug out sort of some of the snow um it some of it piled up, and then it got to a point where it was too heavy, and a sheet of it would have just slid over the tent. um But then the tent doesn't look the tent it. does not look like it was covered <laughs> by an avalanche yeah. at all. If you look at the pictures, and that's part of the frustrating thing, is I'm sure you came across this as well. There, the the people who documented it initially, who found everything were not professionals. They were student and professor volunteers who went out to look for their their friends, basically.
2: Oh, really? I didn't. Yeah.
0: Know. So they, they. I mean, I'm sure you noticed that the when when you looked through it, like I, I you are you are very good at looking through the official documents compared to us.
2: I, uh, I didn't spend a whole lot. Okay. I haven't done a video on this like you guys, so I'm right. sure I'm a little bit behind. But sure. I, yeah. I, I I did some uh, cursory research. here. Yeah. So when you
0: you know when you come across it, and I'm sure you'll find this that there's it's not like they don't go and photograph square by square, you know, here's what's here and here's what's here and here's what's here and here's here's all the footprints. And it's, you know, I like to look at it like an archeological dig a lot of the time, like where's all the evidence and how does it stratify? They took a lot of pictures, but nothing that really gives you a good understanding of where everything was. So people over the last 70 years have kind of pieced it together you know, okay, well, this picture appears to show this, which means that at this angle, the, they would have seen, you know, things in this way. Uh, I think that something did happen on that slope, on that mountain. I don't necessarily know what drove them from the tent. I like the catabatic winds theory. Do you know what that one is?
2: Uh, Yeah, I, I heard about it. I, it's just, like, strong, vicious winds pelting yeah. them almost. Basically, the way it
0: works is when wind will cascade over the ridge over the top of the mountain yeah. it will come down much faster so it will feel like you're in a wind tunnel for a second there and people will kind of panic and the one suggestion was the reason that the tent has snow on it despite the fact that avalanches are never reported in that area was that there was catabatic wind and they got out of the tent to get away from the winds because they were dangerous and covered the tent in snow so that it would stay put and then went down the mountain and tried to get back up to the tent um afterwards realizing that the winds were probably over and it was safe so i I mean i guess here's what i would want to ask you to to kind of start and get an idea where you where you are on this um what what was the
2: story as you came across it for the first time oh my gosh the first time i think it was a long time ago Mm -hmm. uh and at that point it was like i was uh more into believing the paranormal side of things yeah so i would imagine the first time i heard it i was probably like fully down with the ufo or yeti um, yeah. scenario or something um i've got a completely different perspective mm-hmm. on it now you know i mean yeah so how did it change for you well i don't i think over time as you gain more knowledge of especially things you thought were paranormal and you keep finding out how unparanormal they are yeah i, I just you just you kind of get more skeptical in your old age i guess it does kind of take the wonder um, out of the world it, it does <laughs> i know i don't you just hate being the killer of fun like, especially I considering mean, i used to be the
0: one who was getting the fun killed like i don't know if you ever went through a period where you had somebody who was you know who was a little bit more uh more skeptical more level-headed who would, oh, yeah. who would yeah. respond to your videos or something and be like no no absolutely not here's the truth <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, so it was the same for me when I first heard it, I forget who I first heard the story from, but it was along those lines of like, man, this is really weird. It kind of has to be paranormal. You know, there's no explanation for what happened here and it does start to pile up. But, you know, for me, I think the, the moment where I went, no, this, this was not, this was not paranormal, um, was when I really looked at the, the positions of the bodies, and I don't know, I, I, you know, that was what it was for me was, hang on a second. These people, th- these people died of, they, they did freeze to death, but why did they freeze to death? Like, and how they freeze to death so suddenly? Because it's very obvious that that is the cause of death is hypothermia. Mm. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, so it wasn't paranormal, but it also wasn't that they just kind of casually froze to death. So I guess what, what for you was like, was there, was there a moment for this specific case where it it clicked and you were like, Hmm, I don't think that this is a Yeti or a UFO. I think it was some other sort of nonsense or was it just kind of gradual?
2: I think gradual. Cause I mean, I think at least for like the last three years, I remember seeing headlines like at least once a year about like a new theory coming mm-hmm. out, like, do y'all have passed solved, mm-hmm. you know, by just multiple people, you know, ever since, The Internet's really blown up, especially on YouTube and Mm -hmm. people making lots of videos about it. I think every time someone makes a video about it, it gets a little more refined in terms of the information that comes out about it. And now I would hope most (laughs) of the videos that come out are have gotten refined to a point where we don't need to talk about the Yeti being involved. If you want to talk UFOs, you can. But I mean, there's not much evidence to support that as opposed to, I don't know, something a little more rational or, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, but I think gradually, because I never really spent a lot of much time of my own looking into it or mm. reading the files, which are pretty available now. Yeah, there's and, a great uh, website.
0: Uh, it was like Diatlov Pass. Yeah, I think it was DiatlovPass.com, right? Yeah. Um, that has it, it's a lot
2: of information.
0: Maps, documents, it's got both the, the original scanned copy and the English translation. Awesome, awesome resource if you ever decide to do your own, your own look at it, which the, the, in my opinion, when it comes to this stuff, Uh, A lot of people will say, you know, oh, well, this person already covered it. So I shouldn't, you know, we're all, all of us in this community have different strengths and weaknesses. So when we each go over something, I've noticed that, you know, you'll catch something that we miss and Swamp Dweller will catch something that you missed. And, uh, Mr. Ballin will catch something that somebody else missed. Like, it's just, it compounds, you know, until you've got, you know, somebody will make the video that goes really viral and then it's just peer review, right? No, it's a process. really, it's
2: a really good thing. Like, yeah, it's, you know, if you disagree with me on any one of my videos, I appreciate you, you know, saying that because mm-hmm. one of the worst things say about missing 411 for mm-hmm. a long time was that everyone, would used to say, you shouldn't talk about this because this is somehow like David Polite's yeah. copyrighted content, but then nothing's ever going to get done in terms mm-hmm. of refining that case and trying to find a solution. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone needs to talk about these cases and present their opinion on whatever it is. Doesn't have to be missing people. It can be anything. Yeah, exactly. You know, but the goal is to try and, you know, refine stuff and get better information every time. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm happy when anyone, you know, points something out that I am because all the you know, sometimes when you're reading through hundreds of pages of stuff you miss things or you mess up like happens to me all the time on little things. You know, I try to watch for it the best I can and learn from my mistakes, but you know, like you said, different strengths and weaknesses. Sometimes you miss something. Sometimes you don't. So, um, I think this case has just gotten refined over time, you know? And I, you know, I'd say your video is probably the, you know, the top of the list right now in terms of what someone should watch if they want to like get the grand scope of this thing, because it's not solved by any means uh it's still completely unexplained yeah so that so. So that was
0: what i wanted to ask next was you know for we kind of ended that video with a a rare moment of i have no idea what happened here um i i personally do have like some very nebulous ideas that i'd like to explore further which is why we kind of left it open that we would we would release yeah. a unified version with an additional part to it later down the road once i had more time but you know after after i mean watching ours and and knowing maybe anything else that you might know about it. Is there anything that kind of comes to the front for you in terms of first of all, what pushed them out of the tent? And then also what may have happened? I'm just curious if you have ideas.
2: I could throw a few of them at you. I mean, for some reason I keep coming back to this thought that like what injured them, it feels like they got hit by like a concussive blast almost, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, you know, the cutting of the tent yeah, with nine people packed together in a tent if something hits them and with the moment of panic or whatever i could see them maybe wanting to just slice their way out or mm-hmm. whatever um i don't know certain little things stood out to me where i like might find an explanation for it like uh uh the burns on the. I, i'm not going to get anybody's names mm-hmm. just talking about this by the way that's fine <laughs> you know the, the two fellows who died by the tree uh the pine, the orb,
0: and Doroshenko. I the two say. shankos yeah right? Yeah, I think that's what, Um,
2: you know, they had burns on themselves Mm -hmm. and they uh, I could see them, you know, getting those from getting too close to the fire while they were getting cold rather than anything else, because I've heard of that happening to a lot of people. You know, you're freezing, you get close to the fire, you burn yourself because you can't. You're just so cold. Um, I thought it was interesting that of the four people that were in the den, three of them had such severe injuries as to basically immobilize them and yeah. one was actually all right yeah one of them was basically entirely it was like a caretaker. unheard
0: um i right. think i think that was uh a... it started the k Kolevatov. it yes Kolevatov had minor injuries and is believed to have been the last of them to die
2: right and i would believe that it yeah. seemed like he was there as kind of a caretaker and what i would just wonder is when did those three people get that injury mm-hmm. and were they moving them around during this time, trying to take care of them? Maybe that's why they built yeah. up the fire. Uh, maybe they were immobilized and they, other two guys gathered wood. Um, I'm sure more people gathered. Wood. I mean, looking at the pictures, it's, it's an interesting thing because so yeah. many things just don't make sense. Well, also you know, like, there was a the lot of, that
0: they had, they had knives and axes and they must have used, knives to cut it, it's i think they suggested they used knives to cut the branches that they used to form the den but they didn't find the knife there was no knife yeah. there like so they i think two or three of the knives were actually still back up in the tent so the question was did somebody actually make it back up to the tent at some point and if so how and why and when um but yeah I, what you said about their 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 injuries that was probably the first thing that stuck out because there were people that were like oh well they got the injuries from the avalanche those injuries did not come from the avalanche and then those people walked down that mountain if they had sustained those injuries at the tent they would not have been they, they would not have left the tent so something those injuries in my opinion happened after they left the cedar tree because that's that, that's where the fire is Is they go there's basically the The four main locations here are the tent, the cedar tree, the way back to the tent is where three of them die, and then the den itself. And the other thing is they I was under the impression, and maybe you were as well, that they died in the den, that their bodies were found in the den they constructed. But they weren't. They were found several meters away in the creek and then a couple meters down. And one thing that somebody said was, oh, well, you could die from, you know, people have died from falling six feet. Like, yeah, people have died from falling six feet if they hit their head or land in a very specific way that causes a heart attack.
1: Like neck break or or their
0: neck breaks or something. But the injuries they sustained, you can I I have never in my life heard of someone having an entirely crushed chest cavity from falling six feet. Like, even onto stone.
2: I mean I don't think yeah, I don't think they got the injuries from falling into the creek. You know the impression i get when i look at it is that they already had these injuries that were immobilizing injuries mm-hmm. and then they if they fell into the creek then you're done for because yeah. the cold water you're not going to be able to change in anything mm-hmm. you know and if once your clothes are wet i mean you're toast at that mm-hmm. point and the way some of the bodies were positioned especially the one who uh i think it might have been one of the women yeah I'm that, not was sure. a... that was, was kind of on like that, a, yeah, I a, think a that small was falls there yeah
1: yeah, she was like, that position is like very over weird.
2: a rock like this, yeah. The only thing I can, that is a very weird positioning.
1: The only thing I can think of and remind me it was later on in the search. Like it was later in the spring that they found them by the crew, Yeah, right?
0: May. So they found uh they found Kravanoshenko and Doroshenko first, and then they found uh Dyatlov, um the other woman, uh Kolmogorova yep. and Slobodin. Mm-hmm. They found them on the way back up it looked like they died trying to get back to the tent and then so that was late february and early march that they found all of them and then the others were found i want to say may 5th because there there was ice starting to melt
1: do we think that there may have been the cause of their injuries may have been due to a partial collapse of the den that they were in and that came on top of them and they weren't discovered until after things started melting which kind of destroyed that evidence
0: so that was one of the suggestions the problem was that they were found too far from the den got it um i i mean here's here's the fact of the matter uh i don't think i remember dubanina it was said would have died within like 20 minutes of sustaining those injuries so she likely was not carried to that location which means she likely died in that location which means she likely received the injuries in that location occam's razor if she received the injuries in that location then so did the other two who died of their wounds kalevatov i don't recall there being a real explanation for how he died aside from freezing um
2: yeah he didn't have a major
0: injury unlike most of the rest of them um
2: right and yet he was in the creek mm -hmm. cradling a body right yeah
0: he was it it looked as though he was trying to keep uh the, the oldest of them which was um Oh, was that God? A... Who was that? It was it was the guy
2: that started with a Z, right?
0: Zolotar? Yeah, uh, Zolotaryov. Zolotaryov. Yeah, yeah.
2: He, which is weird, because if you're in the creek, cradling that, that is like the most counterintuitive thing yeah. ever. Well, to... <laughs> of course, the
0: question is, was the creek even a creek at the, that point, or was it a ravine filled That's with true. snow? Which it probably was a ravine filled with snow, considering the temperatures were what they were. Um, you know, I, I wonder, I wonder if those four the way they died was completely disconnected from the way the others did. Um, yeah. It, it does occur to me, like what did, did they, did they try to leave their den because they were looking for something? Yeah. I think that's, that is one thing that I did not consider when actually making the video was what if they did not die that night? We actually don't know what, what right. if, what if what happened with them was in the morning they tried to go down and you know something else happened to them but i think with the the, the biggest question with all of it to, for me really comes down to uh what killed zolotaryov and Dubanina? because tebow and, and one other one right so tebow bernal three three yeah like... he was the he was the other one that died of an injury okay. in the creek but his was a head injury which means that he actually could have been carried he could have survived uh because it you know it would he would have been extraordinarily concussed un, unable to talk but they could have still carried his body uh whether or not they did is certainly up for debate but that's why i'm saying like it is possible that maybe they tr- they were trying to leave at that point trying to get down the hill um but no i i think that i i think that if you can figure out what it was that caused the injury to those two then i think you probably solve the mystery here because basically everything else can be explained as hypothermia, but their injuries cannot. And I think that's where the sticking point is. And with this specific story, as I'm sure you've noticed, most of the people who know about it kind of have the idea that all of this happened within like a 50 square meter area. And it didn't. It happened over the, over like, I think, half a kilometer like across half a kilometer, something like, like that. Like between the between moment. the
2: tent and the wood between, line. Between
0: the tent and the cedar tree, I think is like a kilometer. Um, now, okay. that I'm th- yeah, because
2: I I read somewhere that the den from the den to the cedar was that was very not short. That was like yeah, seventy five like meters, speaking distance almost. Yeah, is what someone said. I yeah.
0: read somebody said that it was possible um, that they could have talked to each other
2: right, uh, from the yeah. cedar
0: tree down to the den. But then the question was, why would you split up? Because one of the things you're going to want to do is cuddle. You want to snuggle for the warmth, right. you know, um, penguins do it. Oh yeah. My football team did it when I was a freshman in, uh, in, in high school. Yeah. What? Like during yeah, it practice? works. Oh, during a practice when it was cold and rainy, we, we like huddled like penguins. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It works. Yeah. Game literally Fascinating. Be. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was a very touching moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> quite literally. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're all
1: that close together. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I
0: mean, I don't know, I just, it's such a weird incident, and the Russian government was so cagey about it, um, I don't know if you've, if you've looked at their exact initial response, but it took them weeks to agree to, to look for these people, to send them out, they, I think they realized they were missing something like March 12th, or February 12th, um, and nobody did anything. I think uh, Khrushchev got the the note the the memo about it like two weeks after they had gone missing, and then the students had already found them by the time they had decided they were going to send people out to look. So the Russian government was really slow to respond, which on the one hand could be because it was communist Russia, but on the, and there's just a lot of bureaucracy and it was all very stupid. But on the other hand, they they kind of buried it after they could only bury it so much obviously because the families found out but they kind of buried everything and tried to say you know what it something happened it was weird but we we have no no real further explanation so everyone move along which is which is why i kind of had i i come along to agree with you on the uh the idea that maybe it was a concussive blast that maybe this was a weapons test the, the nuclear radiation, of course, led a lot of people to think maybe they were testing nuclear weapons nearby, but yeah. that was probably the result of, you know, the two of them working in nuclear science. Although it was, yeah. it, it was kind of weird how much radiation was on the one. There is kind of, it gets buried a little bit because it's like, oh, well, it was only slightly over the, the background radiation levels, but it was before being washed. These garments sat in a creek for five months, having water run over them, basically washing them of some of the radioactive material. Uh, but Doroshenko or Kravonishenko, one of them, I think, still had a, an article of clothing on that was radioactive, that was a little too radioactive. Like, kind of had to have been irradiated rather recently. But it wasn't enough to say that there would have, like, all of them would have had it. I, that's where I was going like, with this. Yeah. What was weird was that one garment was oddly radioactive, but all of their garments should have been oddly radioactive if it happened there. Right. And then the question would be if the radioactive garment was brought with them, how did nobody realize it was that radioactive? It wasn't the dangerous kind of radiation, from what I remember, but it was like that it would have set off a geiger counter so how did nobody check that how did nobody catch that
2: um well you know
0: that might have been part of it i mean this is
2: russia too you know we're talking i mean in terms of safety standards i mean chernobyl you're like you know i don't know it's yeah Yeah, this is 20 years before Chernobyl. exactly 30 years before Chernobyl. i I could imagine things being a little lax i don't know that's true that's a good point it could have. it really could have just snuck by them
1: yeah
2: yeah you know, yeah, the radiation thing. I remember I used to think that was the key because they used to say that, like, they they dug up that body and it was orange looking, so that you know it it must have been an irradiated body or something. Do you remember that? Did you do any research about? Yeah, that? but that's not correct. From my uh, that the bot body got mummified by the winds is what they say instead. But yeah, um, I, Anyway, but what you just said so about weirdness, <laughs> yeah, there should have been radiation on everything. Yeah, and if, and you know now since there's not it's i mean i still think there's weapons i just don't think Mm. there was nuclear weapons i lean towards that theory yeah
0: yeah but the the other question that i have with with the concussive blast if this was traditional munitions traditional ballistics uh and explosives why did only two of them have catastrophic injuries to their chests were the others dead already and if so why why'd they die you know what and I think that that really is what's so interesting about this is whatever caused them to leave the tent is not what killed them whatever caused them to leave the tent is not what caused those those chest injuries so whatever caused them to leave the tent yeah interesting rather important probably but not what killed them and therefore not really relevant to the story
2: well what what, what would you think if they heard an explosion nearby would they leave the tent so
0: that. And that might freak you out enough to cut it open, but then why would they proceed downhill in the manner they did?
2: Well, you know, it depends on the ammunition. You know, if you're getting shelled or something, I could see you wanting to go to a wood line. That's true. Because the trees would offer some... They they would feel more protected than being out in the open. I
0: I think whatever caused them to leave had them disoriented. That is the one thing that I, I think is for sure, because... They went towards the tree line, but the way they left the tent, they could have easily gone south or north. So something must have been blocking the south or they must have thought they were going south because their cache of all of their supplies was a kilometer south of them. And somehow they ended up going northeast and not being anywhere near it. And then there's evidence that two of them, at least two of them climbed as, uh, I think it was up to what? 25 meters
1: up into the tree, up into
0: the tree. Yeah. Like really high in the tree, um and found. But you know, why? What? What? What purpose could that possibly serve for only a couple of them to do that? It's also probably the two who died. So I think they were looking for the tent. I think they got disoriented leaving the leaving the tent, thought they were going to the cache, and then realized they were not in the right place and were looking to see if they could find it.
2: Because that's the only reason that you was wouldn't the go.
0: Uh, It was a kilometer to their southeast, I want to say.
2: Okay, so a.
0: So downhill. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? i think that makes the most sense and it also answers the question of why didn't they seek to build their shelter further into the trees it's because the trees were never the plan the cash was the plan so they were trying to find the cash or they were trying to find the tent in my opinion um which means i think they may not have known where they were and they may have thought the entire time that in fact they were south and that may have been driving their decision making
2: well, one question that I kind of had, I don't know, maybe you know the answer to it, is that in addition to finding like a lack of knives, there was also like a lack of any light sources yeah. from anything. I could. And if you're running around in the dark trying to find anything, I mean, how are they supposed to do that? Yeah. And I, I believe they actually found a flashlight at the tent sitting on so. top of all the snow there, um, which is interesting because mm-hmm. if you left that on, you would might be able to see it. Mm-hmm. That um, I think that was the idea
0: the was like they thought that that was to to mark the location of the tent. you're correct. yeah yeah um,
2: and, but running around in the dark, I mean the fire would be their only source of light. it seemed like
0: yeah, you know. exactly. and I think that that that's a big part of it and something that people don't really you have to get so deep into the research to even come to the realization that they had a cache, let alone that the cache was only a kilometer away and in the exact opposite direction that I can understand why that usually doesn't come up, but it changes the entire narrative, in my opinion. If it goes from they were running off into the woods away from something, not really, you know, what was it, who knows, it changes it from they left the tent with no intention of going back or they left the tent in a panic to they left the tent and went to go get their supplies, probably with the intention of returning to the tent. Which means that whatever drove them from the tent was probably not a, a monster was probably not something that they were frightened would still be there it was probably something that they felt they could overcome so either the maybe the tent did in fact get covered with snow by by the wind it doesn't necessarily have to be that a slab avalanche fell on them it could be that snow did in fact fall onto them from catabatic winds just pushing snow drift and they thought it was a slab avalanche cut their way out of the tent decided they were going to try and get further downhill to their own cache, where all of their food and their supplies and extra sleeping bags and all sorts of things were. Failed to do that because they accidentally went northeast. So that can that can explain kind of the unreasonability of where they ended up after leaving the tent, but it does not explain how they died. I also wonder, we, we've talked a lot about the den group and about the two at the tree. Did, did anything stick out to you? about Dyatlov, Slobodin, and Kolmogorova?
2: Um, yeah, you know, I found uh, the um, the lividity in the bodies um, mm-hmm. was kind of interesting, um, signifying that they'd been moved. Uh, the the two Shankos, I could understand why that was the case for them, because mm-hmm. they were probably moved around a bit yeah. by the others. Because um, they the were other three, that ma- Their clothes were taken right, off of them. exactly. Uh, the other three who made their way to the tent um assuming they all died one after mm-hmm. the other in their effort to reach the tent i mean the only person that would still be alive to go and move them mm-hmm. if they were the only ones in the area would be the Kulete- oh okay yeah Col- 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 the, Col- one, so, the one Col- guy at the yeah. den who was still doing oh well. i see what you're saying yeah so and he might have was... like like gone to check on them or something yeah. found the bodies because i don't know if he would have moved them or put them in a kind of mm-hmm. i don't know but I thought it was interesting that they were moved and in. their injuries, some of them. Yeah. Um, maybe I, I, explainable? I don't know. Yeah.
0: I thought the the lividity, I'm glad you mentioned it because that was one of the ones that, that stuck out to me as well. And I am so unacquainted with medical examinations that oh. I did have to kind of look into it be like, what does this mean? But I eventually came across and essentially what it is is that blood and bodily fluids pool – you know, wherever, yeah. at, at the bottom of the body after death. Yeah. So if you're on your back, you'll have spot, like blood spots on your back. If you're on your stomach, you'll have blood spots on your stomach. What happened was they would find one of these, one of these people on their back with the liver mortise spots on their front, which meant that the person had been laying dead on their front for a while. Um, so yeah, that stuck out to me as well. And Kalevatov being the only one who was seemingly still alive at, at the end here, this means either, and there was one possibility, but I guess I didn't consider, or I did consider it, but I thought it was kind of odd, was that they went up as a group, and the four who went to the den are the ones who decided, we're, we're not making it to the tent. Like, everybody else died, we have to go back down. One possibility, I didn't love it, because it made more sense that they would split up rather than that all of them would try to go to the tent, because that was basically an all or nothing play whereas if they split up they had better chance of surviving because you had two small groups um i wonder and and the other thing that stuck out to me i guess with this was why would kolevatov if it was him go up move the bodies but not take any of their clothes kolmarova also doesn't appear to have taken any of their clothes and it's unlikely that she would have stayed behind very long to move Dyatlov or Slobodin's bodies, or that she could have gone back to them. I don't think she had the spots either, oddly enough. So whoever moved them, it was not Kolmogorova, and it probably wasn't anyone at the den, and if it was anyone at the den, it was Kolevatov. But why? <laughs> I, and that really is the, the thing here, is just every single, well, every time you explain I, something, there's more questions.
2: I wonder, you know, because... If Kolevatov went up there to check on the bodies and found them frozen and dead, he might not take the time to remove their clothes because they already had a lot of clothes at the den that they weren't even using. True, yeah. And, I mean, you know, like I said, he's the only one. I got, I just got the impression that the ones at the den, the three were too injured to even mm-hmm. make an attempt to go up to the tent. Yeah. Kolevatov was the one who stayed to, as caretaker. The oh, other three interesting. went for it.
0: So you think that it may have been that they all went to the den and then sent three up? I, I kind of. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That's definitely, I hadn't considered that. It would it would make a little bit of sense that they would all work on the den together and then maybe send the Is three it, strongest.
2: Yeah. Because I don't think Kalevitak could have built that on his own. And I don't think he no. had the help of the injured three if they gotcha. were already injured. Yeah. You know, uh, cause it takes, I mean, we don't even really know how they would have built that in the first place without mm-hmm. the tools and if they were using like their hands, you would, he couldn't have definitely not done that yeah. alone. So I don't know. It was a thought I had about it. Yeah. It's also, it also does, you know, it's predicated upon
0: whether or not they were injured already. Right. And I think that's, I, I wish that there were a way to just get some of these details. Because if you can at least get a chronology of who was injured when, yeah, that would you be can start awful. to piece it together more um and I, I mean it was my it was my opinion that they probably split off at the cedar tree just because of the directions that the footprints go but it would be entirely possible they might have gone up to the cedar tree first knowing it as a landmark and then kind of doubled back around to go up to the tent
2: well, I think they must have found at some point that the fire was unsustainable. Yeah. especially if those two guys died from exhaustion. I, don't I believe know if it, they did or not.
0: The the burns, the, the, the Shankos. Burn,
2: yeah, the burn marks uh, on the logs suggested that I think it had burned for about ninety minutes. Yeah, and I mean, you have to stay pretty active to keep a fire alive in the snow. Sometimes getting mm-hmm. the firewood and stuff, especially stuff that will burn. I mean, they're lucky they got something going at all. In some ways, yeah. But it was I mean, it's weird how
0: like. I mean, the the fact that they were even able to get green wood covered in wet snow to burn is wild to me.
2: Well, it's, you know, if you look at the photos, there are so many other smaller mm-hmm. sticks and stuff that are very close to the ground that you don't need to climb a tree. No, you, just, you could just snap them and break them yeah. very easily. It's probably seasoned wood too that has been sitting on the ground for a while. Exactly. Out, out of the snow, you know, if you look at the pictures, you, you see a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it seemed totally unnecessary to actually have to Climb up mm-hmm. the tree, especially very high.
0: And yet, all and of start... all of the official reporting says they climbed the tree to get firewood.
2: It's yeah, it's very odd, and I don't know if they were just trying to gather anything they could within the firelight yeah. that they could see, and eventually decided it was a good idea to start yeah. getting stuff off the. Because I believe they only collected wood off the side of the tree that had the fire on it. Yeah. Right. So it would have been within, like, the firelight, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, that's quite a mission to undertake. Mm -hmm. And, I
0: mean, it's... (laughs) It does explain the exhaustion if those are the two that climbed the tree. It sure does, yeah. if they did die of exhaustion, that explains why. I I do wonder, like, if you look at the Russian government's explanation for this, it it can't have possibly made sense to them. There is no way that the government officials who were in charge of this looked at the explanation and went yeah they 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 have to know they have to know
1: i mean i would not be shocked given the fact that this was deep soviet russia well their their prime motivation Mm -hmm. was solve the case don't like you know get it done fast more so than correct
0: yeah and you know did if they did cover something up why i guess is the other question that i have Um, what what reason would you have aside from not wanting to say we accidentally killed nine of our own civilians which is not something the russians typically had problems with um back mm-hmm. in those times but I-, I wonder you know obviously with the current russian government is not the soviet government if they come out and they say ah, oh, yeah the soviets uh they you know they were just testing weapons on the side of the mountain and it went wrong that's that's not their fault So in order for them to release that report today and say it was just an avalanche means that either they really don't know, which is possible because I think we have this tendency to assume that when the government gets something wrong or says something that's incorrect and we all know it, that they're in fact being uh, deceptive and that the government is full of sneaky tricksters who are trying to run the world uh, in secret. Um, I, th- I think there's also the very real possibility that these people are morons, and that needs to be considered. Uh, so, you know, there is the possibility that the people who did the investigation for the Russian government are idiots. Or that the current Russian government has a valid reason to still keep this a secret if they do know what happened. So the conspiracy brain for me is like, what if this is a little bit more complicated than simple traditional munitions or nuclear weapons? What if they were testing something that was a, a sonic weapon or a some kind of energy weapon that you know, like making a shockwave without the the conventional explosion? Like I wonder if if there was anything along those lines that it was some sort of more secretive tech that got involved here but then again
2: there's also the possibility that these people were just not smart i can understand where you're coming from though because uh in terms of thinking about some sort of conventional weapon testing uh you know my biggest question from that is always going to be were they in such a place that anyone in the surrounding territories would have heard explosions happening because I don't remember ever hearing anything about
0: that. So yeah, that is kind of the thing is, and why I said, you know, maybe something that they were testing that produces kinetic energy without the explosion. Yeah. Because there were Monsi hunters and uh, villages out in the general area with not like right next door, but only a few kilometers away and if something explodes on the side of the mountain, they're probably going to hear it. So if it was something like that, they probably would have known. They probably would have said something like, hey, we heard a loud boom, but I found nothing about that. And the other thing with the Monsi that I found interesting um, was was their name for the mountain is uh, something along, I think it's Silent Peak in, in their language. And the the Russian name for the mountain is the the Russian translation of Silent Peak. It's not called Silent Peak for paranormal reasons. It's called Silent Peak because there there are no animals there. Hmm. And that's clearly odd because they named a mountain after it. But that, I guess, would also be something to factor in is why do animals avoid that mountain? doesn't necessarily have to be supernatural but it could be that there are weirdly intense winds that come over it sometimes it could be something like that there's no human tradition about why the mountain is dangerous it's just that the mountain is not a place that they go to hunt because there's nothing to hunt there and i think it's valid to ask the question why wouldn't animals be there i mean do you have any thoughts like you know is there i guess what are your thoughts on why why no animals
2: Well, I mean, uh, looking at the mountain, it's just kind of like a big, bald mountain Mm -hmm. where, I mean, I don't know. If you're an animal, the only reason I could see you being in the area would be to, like, pass through or something. You know, I don't know if there's much to scavenge or forage in that area. I mean, you know, Russia itself, in terms of hunting and stuff, I mean, I'm not super familiar with it. But, you know, I would imagine they try to stick to areas where they can get sustenance of some sort and uh i don't know if that mountain would be a very ideal place um for any number of reasons yeah yeah
0: it's and so yeah it oh, god
2: this one drives me <laughs> insane
0: this is like one of those things when people are like if you could go back in time where would you go this is this <laughs> is on the list because i would simply like to watch and just be like all right what what exactly did happen here somebody did bring watch something the up
2: horror.
0: yeah somebody Somebody did bring something up in the chat, which was the, uh, the, the lights in the sky that were reported, um, Mm. which is one that I saw, but part of the issue I had with including it and and with using it was that, uh, it's, it's kind of hearsay. Um, and I don't know when for, for us, we usually will include hearsay only when it seems plausible. And like, there's, there's other evidence that kind of goes along with it. Like, okay. Yeah. So for example, we just did the Donner party. A lot of people said that Lewis Kiesberg, uh, you know, wanted to eat those people. The evidence suggests that Lewis Kiesberg wanted to eat those people. So the hearsay is something that in that case, you can, you know, when he was found, unless I read this very wrong, when his camp was found, George Donner's body that he had been consuming was like six feet from two three quarters of an ox. And he was eating the human instead of the ox. So in those cases, when people are like, Oh yeah, Lewis Kiesberg was trying to eat people the whole time. He would, you jumped at his chance that kind of hearsay I'll take and be like, okay, yeah. Based on the other available evidence. Sure. In this case, it's just people saying they saw some orange lights in the sky and there's no picture there is a picture i think this is where the issue comes in do you know the picture i'm talking about but yeah i've also heard that that is not a picture of the lights that's the thing is one suggestion is it's a picture of the sky the other is that it's basically just that you know the i think it was like a picture was taken while the lens cap was still partially on or some sort of weird photographic anomaly it was not a picture of the sky but then uh, the kind of the one the one thing connected to the camera that probably should be brought up, and I didn't bring it up in the video, uh, or I think I did, but I basically said I didn't have enough time to look into this. Um, Zolotaryov had a camera with him when they found him. And if you read the official documentation, I think it's not mentioned that he has a camera. Hmm. Everybody else basically mentions that they had you know that Zolotaryov had a camera there were five cameras uh but it's not on the I don't think it's on the official like expedition inventory so people have asked you know why would Zolotaryov have a camera and not report it and all of that and also if they were all leaving the tent in a panic why did he have the camera on him which suggested that before whatever happened happened he already had the camera on him if so, what was he expecting to see something? Was he just getting some shots of the night sky? What happened here? Uh, I think the camera is a good and a valid question. It's one of the, the threads I'm going to be pursuing in part three. But, uh, you know, I... God, it's just all so strange.
2: It is all so weird. I mean, with the camera, you know, it it, it could be something... And then it could be absolutely nothing. It could be just yeah. a completely uh, oh, we missed something. Oh, we forgot to I forgot to include it in the manifest or mm-hmm. what, you know whatever. And I remember actually looking at the pictures, and yeah. you can see the camera on his chest. I think it still has a cover on it mm-hmm. to protect it from the weather. Yeah. So I don't think he was actively using it at the time. No. But um, he But he was around it. his neck. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So it's like, what which was he is expecting to take a picture of out there? Um, which it may have been nothing. It may have just been that he was like, God, maybe, maybe, maybe there was a meteor shower expected or something. But
2: yeah, with the orange lights, you know, I think when people hear that, some of the problem is that people will automatically go to UFOs mm-hmm. instead of anything else. I mean, kind of what I thought. I thought of like flares or something, you yeah. know, so you shoot those at night sometimes if you want to see what's on the. I mean, but that goes down this whole like rabbit hole of like. were they targeting these people and also no flare guns were found (laughs) like so i'm talking i'm talking about like a mortar launch oh okay in which case
0: (laughs) right (laughs) exactly yeah oh um let's see so there was one other thing that i just saw that i wanted to address while while we were still here but um what what was it i i thought i saw something but uh, oh that's what it was somebody asked what was on the uh on the film if they recovered it they did recover the film from his camera but the water had damaged it so much that they couldn't develop any of the pictures oh yeah allegedly that is what the russian government said so and then there was there was also some weirdness about uh rather than having one of the the actual investigators develop the footage the photographs they had one of the students who knew these guys do it. Like there's, this is why I said I need to do a third video on it is because there's a lot of weirdness during the investigation, which on the one hand, like, and it's another one of those cases where you look at it and at face value, it's super weird, but also the details might totally explain it. And it might be a situation where it was like, there literally wasn't somebody in the office who was capable of developing the photos. So they went to the local Polytechnic University and said, who here knows how to do this? And grabbed somebody? That's possible. Weird, unlikely, but possible. So I need to
2: dig in first and see, you know, like what are all the actual details? Wasn't Zolotaryov the guy too that also supposedly was found with a notebook and pencil in his hands? But nothing written. But. Yes. That's not actually logged as evidence, right? Or was it? it? It is noted
0: but it's not considered evidence of something because he didn't write anything Uh, i think the captain said something like he he grabbed the notebook and paper flipped through the whole thing and then yelled something about like of course he didn't write anything down yeah like
2: and i guess well i think that just uh, you know makes conspiracy theories about like you know oh was this guy hiding something do we still have this notebook as proof that he didn't write anything um i don't know you know you hear a lot of crazy theories about this stuff i mean i don't know if you've ever heard one about it might have been Zoltaryov who was actually there on behalf of like the kgb to yeah. take photographs of military guys doing something or other um it it's an interesting rabbit hole to go down i don't yeah. know if there's anything to back it up but yeah. so Zoltaryov had been in the
0: military His official record suggests that he never really found his footing and got bounced around to a lot of different units. Uh, It says he fought during the war, probably referencing World War II, Um, but uh, he did have a brother. This was one interesting one. He did have a brother who went missing during World War II, and it was believed he may have defected to join the Germans. Um, But it's nobody knows for sure he also may have just died and never been found um but yeah one of the theories was that zolotaryov never actually did leave the military and was doing work for the russian government but if so what because these were college students that's the other one that i think doesn't quite get like hammered down enough these were college students they were just going off for a recreational trip as far as any available
2: documentation suggests um so I, I don't know there's well there's like very minimal evidence you could say that perhaps certain people knew something was going on mm-hmm. that the others didn't the fact yeah. that some were more well clothed yeah you know than the other the fact that Zolotariev was carrying the camera yeah. at that time you know it's like why and what did they know or what were they doing yeah he also that...
0: was added at the last minute he, right. uh, he was not supposed to be on that expedition, and then last second he was added on. The official explanation is, of course, that it was because it was a shorter trip that got him the same certification, and he needed that certification in order to be able to do something for his job, and he was a, a sports instructor. And, and one of the difficult things in researching this case is the remarkable cultural differences between soviet russia and modern america i mean you had to get permission from the government to go do a hiking trip which in america is like you really only need to tell your boss you're not going to be in for a week in this case they had to they had to go through and be like we we're going here we're bringing these things these are the people who are coming this is these are the stated goals of the expedition like they had to submit all of this to the local communist party office and say hey here's what we're doing it's a lot more complicated but also if you were going to, if you were doing sports you you apparently like there were there was a whole process of certification that just does not exist in the United States because everything's private sector here over there there was a lot more red tape and it eventually becomes kind of confusing that like one uh, one interesting part about it is that dyatlov had never submitted the route map according to the story you you mean to tell me that the communist party who diligently made sure that every single aspect of this trip was checked by like two or three different officials did not notice that the root map was missing. I find it hard to believe. And that's why I think that whatever did happen here, I think the Russian government knew more than they were letting on. And that we're probably never going to find out what really happened there until somebody stumbles across the archives and is like, oh, well, you know, in the personal belongings of uh, Khrushchev, buried in a journal entry from 1963 he writes that this thing happened to the Diatlov expedition and he decided to cover it up like unless that happens which to be fair that happens with incredible frequency in history like that we just find something that we're like oh well okay
1: kinda that like, explains it kind of like the metal ball tablet
0: yeah the that one um there was another thing we talked about in the uh there's something that I think we talk about in this video that we're shooting tomorrow. Just, just every once in a while, somebody will come across something, and it's just a document from 400 years ago that to- is the total missing piece to explain a mystery. And we're like, oh, well, that's not nearly as cool as any of the theories that we had, but at least we have an answer now. Um, one example was I, the uh, the knights, the Knights Templar. There was a document found in 2001 hmm. that proved that pope Clement, because there was one document that existed that's that was pope Clement absolving the knights templar of any of their of all of their heresies that they had confessed to under duress uh in 2001 they found a second document confirming it and were finally able to go oh yeah okay cool like that wasn't that wasn't made up that was a real thing that happened and it was entirely because somebody found something that had been filed under the wrong date it was uh, f- like it was from uh 1308 and it was filed under 1307 or something so nobody knew to look for it and just
2: surprisingly good way to hide things mm-hmm. yeah.
0: d- d- hiding something in plain sight is a lot more effective than people think and that's what i think you know with a lot of these cases uh, and especially when you you're looking at something weird that a government did in the last hundred years often it's hidden in plain sight, Um, but you know, all that out of the way, uh, is there any, anything you wanted to bring up before we move to Q and a?
2: No, I think we, we covered that pretty good. I, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I can only give the way I'm leaning on this one because there is just, uh, there's not enough certainty to make any, uh, any certain statements. You know, I just, I lean towards some kind of concussive blast. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not buying into the slab avalanche too much. No. Um, that's where i'm going with it. yeah.
0: i it's I, i'm in the same boat. weirder than avalanche, but uh not as weird as yeti. is <laughs> where i am. fair enough. yeah, i think that's kind of how i feel about it. but it is of course 9:05 p.m. so mr thornbussy, i'm ready. let's do it. take us away.
1: alvarius omegon for $20 back at the beginning of the uh show said lift for the lord a pagan worked out today. Have you you know what? I have never been
0: more motivated to go to the gym than knowing that the pagans are preparing for something.
1: <laughs> Perhaps we should too. I'm feeling bad. I feel like I should have, <laughs> you know, hit the weights a little bit today. Enigma, did you uh, did you happen did to come hit the, the weight room today?
2: Never on a Sunday. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. You know what? <laughs> I, I respect up. that. It's there. It is. Thou
1: shalt not lift on the Lord's day. There we go. Amen. Amen. We're safe uh ian sharps for five pounds says no cue, just thanks and that missing enigma is one handsome dude so we i appreciate some, that got some fans thank you in here. thank you uh there's a bit of back and forth between Ag- agamemnon and alfarius in here do we want to read that out or just let them have their convo
0: uh well i mean they did they did super chat it and the rule is we read the super chat so Fair enough. how about we, we we wrap our way back to that at the end
1: sounds good uh malahane is a new member this year, uh, month so male lahane to... male lahane yeah uh and then they're doing... well thank you uh and he also gave us a dollar thank so you so much uh is Cole... that uh, is that is that an irish name lahane makes me think so
0: well male is the one that's got me yeah Fair. Uh, and if it is what does it mean yes. because i know male can mean slave or servant
1: uh cole 24 for five dollars says michigan has reciprocity reciprocity with pennsylvania the dog man was seen in miry area in the 50s it could be a fun fan (laughs) meetup. michigan has lots of other native folklore and uh
0: didn't we just talk to roanoke last week we talked to roanoke tales last week about uh He's doing a, a Michigan dog man hunt in like 2027, I think he said. Yeah, and he said we're welcome to come along. So maybe we could get you in on it. <laughs> yeah, just get, get a whole get yeah, the yeah, whole I, I, roll squad I'm down into the woods cryptid, with, huh? uh, yeah. I think we uh, we bring out some. I feel like the, sixes. The,
2: the the end result of my channel is eventually just gonna be me out there looking for Bigfoot or something. You know, we'll see. I
1: think we're all gonna end yeah out there at some point. Isn't that you know?
0: Isn't that that's, the goal? That's where we're dream. all
2: heading. I,
0: I okay, but like. I do think that, you know, maybe like A&E or one of those channels would jump at the idea of a TV show that's just a bunch of paranormal YouTubers
1: looking for Bigfoot. Well, if you got us all together in the same, you know, yeah. campsite and we're walking around, there's plenty of hilarity to oh, all do. Y- YouTubers at a campsite hunting Bigfoot would be a
0: great program. Exactly. We could probably organize that ourselves and make more money doing it. We should talk... <laughs> we'll on that. just get everybody together in like british columbia for a week
1: yeah let's go we'll find the Sasquatch. it'll be great
0: uh we gotta look for him in uh, in washington. washington we're gonna yeah. Need... yeah yeah we'll figure it out i'm not going bigfoot hunting without the strap
2: <laughs> yeah saswatch gets the gat
1: well with with washington we might have to get good with bows and arrows idaho it is there we go they probably i mean I mean, I mean i'm
2: in washington as long as you got all your guns before they banned them which i did <laughs> you're good to go i mean i did i just yeah.
1: didn't get them there yeah like... <laughs> uh mail the back in for two dollars saying maybe Catabatic woke up the thing that attacked them that would be an interesting i
0: i like that as an idea for a horror movie yeah that's a good idea for a horror movie that like the Dyatlov pass group it wasn't paranormal at first
1: it was a perfectly not paranormal night
0: until until it wasn't you know
1: uh cakes for 199 said please remind me what the lore lodge email is again oh the lore lodge at
0: gmail.com yeah or actually now we have uh we
1: have redacted yeah
0: as an entity but that's that's more internal
1: yeah that's more like overarching kind of deal yeah uh mandalorian mama for five dollars says the lore lodge and missing enigma is chef's kiss collab we need a collab video shot on site somewhere
0: yes that would be great but uh, we're <laughs> kind of on opposite sides of the country. Yeah. If you're yeah. ever in Pennsylvania or we're ever on the way, we- if you're ever on the East coast or wherever on the West coast, we should talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: No, so that would if be we have, fun. If ever that's out this way
0: for sure. Yeah. I definitely love I'd... the, I've, uh, it's been ages since I was anywhere remotely close to the Pacific Northwest, but I, I have friends who live out there and it is beautiful and I would love to see it. So, mm. And someone currently hugging my leg would probably also love to go see it. (laughs) Amazing. Uh,
1: Donnie McPhee for $1.99, for pounds specifically, said, Aiden is our favorite lovable nerd. Thank you. No, he's my lovable nerd. Uh, Fair. (laughs) Briar Woods for $10 says, My favorite case and two favorite creators? What a dream team. Thank you to you both.
0: I'm glad you're such a big fan of Aiden and and Enigma here. (laughs) Appreciate it uh christian lad just
1: gave us five bucks well thank you thanks i do love a good christian lad uh not sure what knobs refer or gom gom is referring
0: to here i'm sorry it- oh uh i vaguely remember i i think it was when i asked you know like if you have any idea like any thoughts on what it was or whatever uh actually no because that was recent yeah i don't know anyway he said uh i'm sorry it was my lesbian when bodyguards um surprised that the
1: appreciate the apology at least the
0: wendigos have
1: okay moving on hmm. uh, they're not really a sexual being uh, not <laughs> really no that's like the, probably one of the first
0: I, I things to go one of the first things I told people was don't try to no. make it with the wendigo No, and uh that seems to be all anyone wants to do
2: wise words
1: Our entire fan base needs a big bonk. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Straight to jail. Uh, Bro Cody for $10 says, I was a part of the search party that looked for Rowan Griffin in 2010 in New Hampshire. He was found dry in a swamp clinging to a tree. Weird Mm -hmm. incident that was featured in David Polite's Missing 401 book.
0: So, Bro Cody, if you want to email us your experience with that, we would love to have it. Yeah um and we could look into the case ourselves too it's been a while since we got to do a missing 401 case yeah, so seriously um
2: just because we got, kind of covered
0: all of <laughs> yeah
2: we yeah i covered that all case the... back in the day i remember yeah, that, that have... Stephen rowan griffin yeah i remember the found... name yeah um yeah found in a, in a swamp clinging to a tree was that the one where there were cows involved uh not that i recall maybe it was a nearby
0: one there were cows involved but yeah, I remember researching a couple and one there was like, he, kid kept saying he saw cows, Interesting. but there were no cows to be found. Um, yeah. Jody
1: Hill for $2 says, forget r and R, I I need A&A today. Well, you've got it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ori Clough for nineteen ninety nine, thank you very much, says, my theory is that they certainly left the tent. Your theory is correct. They did leave the tent. They did in fact leave the tent. What happened after? That's why we're here. James Knapp for five dollars says supporting you and missing Enigma collabs. Thank you, thank you. Uh, K Android for twenty dollars says subscribe to both channels. You guys have the charisma and great research. Thank you. I I, I love how you set uh, you <laughs> sat back with <laughs> yeah Charisma, yes, I think sure. so too. Yeah, it's quite quite Amazing. <laughs> we need to get you a pipe. Um, no.
0: Can it be like a like a toy one that blows bubbles?
1: Yes, but it's okay. going to be excessively large, like the one from uh, Inglourious Bastards*.
0: Can we get me a series of identical but slightly differently sized pipes so that I can, like, pick it up, put it down, and pick up a slightly larger one each time? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, and they look exactly the same, so I people like think that, like something's happening. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Mm. Uh, David Bloggeberg for ten dollars says, "Do you think the Russian government at the time had a negligent process to the investigation?" in parentheses, do you think things could have potentially been overlooked or unobserved? My answer is absolutely yes. If you've watched the Chernobyl miniseries, that's a really good indicator of how much the Soviet government and everything that they ran at that time just simply didn't want to do anything.
0: I want you to take that entire thing and make a short out of it, because the way you were staring at the camera was very funny. Uh, What about you?
2: Uh, Same. I mean... Yeah, that 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 government was so compartmentalized that, I mean, and, and I could see them not caring, mm-hmm. you know, or or they were involved and they hit it. Yeah, it's it's
0: one of the two. It's it is not a question of, is it possible that they missed things or things went unobserved? I. Uh, unless. This is a, a cover up it is a 100% chance that something went unobserved purely because it was a government operation. A, go- a government operation has at best a 70% ch- Like, you are getting 70% success. Maximum. Max. 100% is never on the table.
1: Because you know something was, like, organized <laughs> improperly even from the start. <laughs> exactly. It's like... Well, actually, no, that's true considering uh what's his name uh what was it Solitaria was supposed yeah. to be on another expedition mm-hmm. but then he randomly at the last yep. minute got thrown into this got one. added
0: onto this one you know it's something got overlooked for sure yeah. i'm sure when when i go into the the documents that are more related to the investigation um and some of the the weirdness that went on rather than the actual hard facts of how what injuries they had and all that it'll probably i'll probably come across some more of that stuff but oh my Good lord yeah just definitely negative we we have not covered a single case of anything where the government was involved where they did a bang-up job especially law enforcement fbi uh the there was we a- have at least one video that goes over the time that a federal organization of some country somewhere totally failed we have uh charles McCullough which is the FBI screwing up. Yep. We have Amber Takaro, which is the RCMP screwing up. And we have Dyatlov Pass, which is the USSR uh, Investigative Commission screwing up.
1: There was one video, and I remember it very innately, both editing it and watching the premiere, mm-hmm. where you did a little rant, and you were like, yes, I know, shockingly enough, I'm giving credit to the feds for mm-hmm. doing something right. And yeah. funnily enough, I have no idea what it was for. It was recent. Yeah.
0: It was recent.
1: I think it was a missing four on one. I think
0: it was um, very recent missing four. It was whatever, probably whatever our last missing four one video was. Probably. I don't remember what it was
1: though. Yeah. Uh, Miss Morrie for five dollars says, "Glad to see Missing Enigma is back. Is your couple name Lore Enigma or Missing Lodge? This is critical to the fan fiction writers. Personally, I'm partial to Missing Lodge. I like the Missing Lodge.
2: Not bad. I like it too.
1: <laughs> i think that's that's your answer miss Moore. Uh, the enigma J- that sounds too the close ligma to- yeah that was yeah, gonna say it sounds too close to that the ligma lodge
0: yep there it is the missing ligma
1: the missing l- linkma <laughs> yeah the missing ligma <laughs> yeah yeah uh um, james ellison for ten dollars says dumb question but why not just set a tree on fire for warmth uh well it's hard to set a whole
2: tree on fire yes those things yeah. are are less especially, flammable than you think yeah especially in the snow like that
1: there's a so you know, that, <laughs> you know that triangle i'm speaking to the audience now you know the triangle of like oh my like, god fuel. Yeah, here
2: it is
0: Wait. here's now we're the illuminati
1: oh yeah there look what go. you did um no but Flip the triangle that. of fuel. <laughs> clip it chat <laughs> we might as well the triangle of fuel oxygen and heat Well, if you just had a single standing tree and you tried to light it, you've got a lot of fuel and oxygen, but it's really hard to keep the heat Mm. concentrated around it, especially when you've got the level of winds that supposedly were happening up there. So even though it's getting a lot of oxygen and there's plenty of fuel, the heat's just dissipating way too much. That's Mm. why generally when you make a fire, you make a little ring, or like a little pit, or you dig a little pit for it, so that way it helps to consolidate the heat in the area until you get it big enough. So that way, the heat internally, especially with the coals, is helping to feed it along with the fuel and the oxygen. God, you're hot when you talk about physics. Isn't it so funny, considering I'm a film person?
0: Yeah. Uh, Somebody in the chat did tell us where we we gave the feds credit. It was our video on Sound of Freedom. Oh. Because the feds actually did their jobs. Yeah, valid. (laughs)
1: Like what else we got mad grubel for ten dollars Says mildly off topic but do you guys think you'll ever cover jeff the talking mongoose it makes me think of the bell witch ps lore lodges the tits love you guys amazing that is a comment it's he's gonna be what mongoose jeff the talking mongoose
0: have you ever heard of that one nope that uh completely over my head oh (laughs) (laughs) gotta look up what jeff to read the next one
1: uh okay agamemnon's gym bag for twenty dollars and sixty nine cents mm-hmm. nice said christian lads had a regular chat after it Look for it it was interesting uh, you know, after what all <laughs> the way back after his oh, okay uh, super chat um, um jeff
0: the talking mongoose oh it is spelled g-e-f
1: got it uh agamemnon mm-hmm. can you just like copy and paste it in the regular chat just so that way i can yeah it if if you can do it, go yeah. all the way back to it um near the hamlet of dalby on the isle of man
0: all right so i guess i'm looking up Max folklore
1: love that uh christian lad another dollar love that i assume that's pinging the other thing md for two dollars says wendigoon is going cryptid hunting with critical
0: so not fair no it's so not fair no it's so not fair
1: <laughs> they already stole the idea yeah. that was quick no. i mean like that's a great combo though. it is it is it a is. great
0: yeah. combo it just it's not fair.
1: <laughs> I want to I want to go kryptonite with Kry- Greg. <laughs> I gotta say, even though we're short kings, you know, I think Charlie's the same height as me. Uh, it's gonna be a very entertaining video to yeah. watch. So, size
0: difference alone. Yeah. Also, Wendegood just got married. I think yesterday. So. Oh, nice! Yeah. Congrats well, to the half, lad. Uh, two days ago, I think. I think it was the sixth. I, I knew that, it
1: was so. soon. I didn't realize yeah. it was in the past now.
0: Yeah. Would definitely explain why he's been
1: no oh, 100% <laughs> yeah. radio silent for a couple weeks. Gives him a pretty <laughs> solid reason. Yeah, I knew it was soon. Oh nice. boy, love it. Uh, Melaheen for five dollars says it was originally Mailed Dune, Mailed Dwin, Dwin. Uh, yeah. but I was fighting the in the SCA in Scranton, PA. It became Lahane to reference Faith from Buffy, still Irish, more Boston. Gotcha. Yeah. What nice. is the SCA? Um. I'm not sure. Um, like a union. Fighting the SCA in Scranton. Fighting in the SCA. What is the SCA? Now, now we'll look that up. Uh, Christian Ladd did just send what he was saying earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, "I can make another try and make it short." From Nashville, grew up uh, with tales of the Bell Witch. One was that some trapped the witch in a car engine a hundred and fifty years later. I would love to know how that's possible.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, it definitely it would it would depend on what you mean by which. Which, of course, we're talk we're not talking. That that was the other thing about the Bell Witch project is I I was going into it expecting you know like double double toil and trouble witch. No, this is like demonic entity. Which it is Appalachian terminology is totally not what I thought it was. Uh, we're more talking about a demonic entity here, um, and that is that is how they perceived it i wish they had said demon but uh i realized that you know what maybe this terminology was not quite so uniform 150 200 years ago
1: i'd honestly be shocked if it was
0: is that ever something you come across if you're like looking at an older case where you're like oh wait a second my modern sensibilities got this wrong because i just didn't understand what they were
2: talking about i mean i find older cases in general in terms of missing uh, like people Mm -hmm. they have just a lot more like lore legend myth to them and and you know and and it makes it really hard to really kind of try and discern what's going on Mm -hmm. because so much of that sometimes gets added on top and you're not sure what you know especially if you're relying on like one or two newspaper articles that were like ever written about something um i I always find it fascinating though i love that yeah it's
0: uh there were a couple of missing for one cases that i had that issue with i think alfred bielhart's was one Mm. um some of the ones where it was like the kid
2: who was snatched off the cliff supposedly yes someone saw him sitting there and then yanked back yeah yeah i know that one which like which i don't know if is there even a source for that or is that just missing 411
0: i think the only (laughs) source for that is david politis i think so too um, and and, and local legend i'm sure that if you go to um estes park and ask about it they it, it, people might might know the story but my my feeling is that that one's probably local legend and maybe alfred bielhart was a kid that went missing but there was nowhere near enough evidence to do the normal style of video we do yeah. where it's like read the newspapers and see if anybody gave interviews like there, there was right. nothing um
1: gone for ben krasniak for five dollars said i want to clarify that it was my lesbian windowsy bodyguards that attacked the group
0: ah you know what understandable
1: yeah
0: why are why are they lesbians how do you know
2: did you ask them that is
1: my question i hope you're not assuming their sexuality
2: yeah that would be quite quite i don't even know what what is a when oh uh you want to explain that i need to get
0: i made a a tiktok video about wendigos and the first thing anybody wanted to do was do it they're like all right, right well it must it must have one
2: oh okay
0: i i think i might be responsible yeah. for the revival of the oc meme
1: unintentionally mm-hmm. well played is it it's not yeah. it was a
0: horrible <laughs> play i regret it every time i have to see the word when somewhere the worst is when it's like an instagram meme account posting a meme about it and they don't they don't follow me yeah. they don't like know who i am i'm like i have created something that is now totally out of my control and there's nothing i can do about it how does that feel? Not good. <laughs> Sheesh. Amazing. I know how Joseph Smith feels. Mm. <laughs>
2: Incredible.
0: I'm color. sorry to the Mormons in the audience. I had to.
1: <laughs> Amazing. No, you
0: know, really. I know how Great Britain feels. <laughs> oh jeez.
1: <laughs> Poor <No>. Britain. <laughs> they, they, you could say that about the We them are so times, unbelievably sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We just wanted
0: trade. We got a little bit too far ahead of ourselves. The sun tobacco were really quite exquisite.
1: <laughs> we didn't realize colonization was bad at the time.
0: We thought we were doing well. You know what term we need to be back as an insult? Wow. Dandy. We were watching yeah. Outlander last night, and uh, and the term dandy was used, and I was like, that's a good one. What does it mean? Um, It was used to describe people, uh, specifically men who... I don't know what the best way to describe it is, but you know, I mean, you think back to like 18th century France,
2: and what you think of, like, like, like an effeminate man,
0: kind of, sort of like, but in a in a very 18th century sense, <laughs> sort of like a
1: a
2: metrosexual
1: aristocrat. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just
0: very exaggerated, you know, pleasantries and accent, like you know. So it's more
1: about the the class level.
0: Yeah. It was basically trying way too hard to appear aristocratic oh so uh, like
1: everyone on social media yes but
0: it. yeah it's so but yeah it, it could mean also that rather effeminate but that's not the to be clear the main not main the main way main. i was i was carving more <laughs> the like you know the the powdered wig and the painted face and the fake mm. mole look
1: uh, Just reminds <laughs> me of that uh chowder episode mole powder
0: yeah i'm gonna level with you here i did not watch a single episode of chowder in my entire life it's
1: probably the reason you're the smarter one <laughs>
0: i yeah uh norman really liked chowder i never got into chowder
1: at least i can like relate with norman on that
0: now i am a big chowder fan like
1: actual chowder edible chowder
0: love the stuff new england you did something right it's good stuff yeah yeah lobster Um, bisque as well yeah it almost makes me forgive you for every single time the patriots cheated
1: almost you know what's so weird what For a team that consistently cheats and, like, does pretty well, Bill Belichick is just still so angry. Yeah, true.
0: Well, no, I mean, have you been watching football this season? Bill Belichick is not a good coach. No. Tom Brady's a very good quarterback. (laughs) Reversing everything I said as a kid. Like, Tom Brady's an incredible quarterback. Oh, my God.
1: Amazing. Uh, distorted games for $5 says, Hey, Lord gang for Aiden T, would you consider co-hosting videos? Sometimes we crave more thornberry screen time. Funny you say yeah, that they
0: actually just talked about that this week.
1: So we're planning on doing one this October. We're going to cover, are we going to say, yeah.
0: So, uh, this week's video is on Friday the 13th, uh, the movie series. Um, and the, su- obviously the superstition itself as well. And we're asking the question, what the heck is Jason Voorhees? Because clearly he's superhuman. Um, the week after is going to be on the Blair Witch Project, which of course is kind of like I don't know if it's necessarily the first found footage film,
1: it's but it's the, the one first big
0: found footage film. Yeah. So we're going to be covering that one as well, and he's going to be doing a segment on found footage uh, cinematography and the history, and you know how why why and how the Blair Witch Project kind of catapulted that into what it is and how you get from having basically nothing like that to having the cloverfield paradox and all of
1: these things yeah yeah and just essentially it was like what, what are the reasons you would use that in a film mm-hmm. how is it effective what's different about it compared to a regular yeah. you know cinematography yeah. style film and we're like that
0: we're working on a partial found footage movie as which, well which one asylum oh yeah because yeah. it was going to be yeah yeah yeah. because yeah. i was thinking throughout the movie we'll have them find like yeah. cameras and clips and stuff. We've written like yeah.
1: half of the outlines. So yeah, it's not
0: thing. it's not super well put together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but we're getting
1: there. Uh, but yeah, to answer your question, there's there's that. Also, like I've fiddled around for the last two years with the idea of doing like maybe a monthly video about something. But I don't know what you guys would want to see from me. Would it be something film related? Would it be something just like my random interest related? Let me know. I I I need yeah. motivation to do it because otherwise I'm not going to. If you did one video a month, it would make my life so much easier. <laughs> fair you <laughs> at least did <in> the research <laughs> fair fair Ludicolo for five dollars says i have come so you should look into the disappearance of the giants and the dwarves in the aztec mythology that monster is crazy the,
0: okay yeah i can look into dwarves and mo- giants in aztec mythology yeah might as well what i'm curious what are your thoughts on giants as a topic in general
2: what like the Nephilim or something? Just in what general, the idea it?
0: that there were at some point giant humanoids or giant humans, you know. Hmm. I they, guess they, I'm they, kind what of... what specifically they were varies, but like
2: you know, do you think there were big people? I mean, hard to say. I'm kind of waiting for the bodies. I guess. Okay, fair. That's a good point. <laughs> well,
0: there's
1: the one from what we covered about a month ago.
0: Well, that's the thing. The Lovelock cave giant body uh appears to have been sold off to a private collector and i could not find it mm. the smithsonian did find a bunch of very large skeletons and uh, part of the problem is that the government does this silly goofy thing where when they don't want people to ask questions about something they hide it Somehow they have yet to realize that that causes people to ask more questions.
1: Oh, kind of like the whole mm. Adam and Eve story with yeah, you know.
0: with Chan Thomas and all that. Like I don't know if you've read the Adam and Eve story, but it is a wild, wild little little book. Uh, it's about fifty-five pages. We have a video on it if you're interested. It's an hour and a half long, but sheesh uh, it, it,
1: lots of lots of tectonic geological shifting and, and yeah, all very interesting. It
0: ideas. when you're aware that it was written in 1965 and then you look up, you know how much we knew in 1965 about the stuff that we all learned in elementary and middle school, almost none of it. Um, Apparently we found all of that out very recently, but yeah, back into the 19, mostly into the late 1950s, but even into the mid 1960s, they weren't totally sure what was causing extinctions in the past. Like we got to remember here that the, uh, the asteroid that knocked out the dinosaurs, I think that was proven in the nineties. It was really? theorized, I want to say, in the 70s, and I think they found the KT barrier that showed that there was a layer of ash mm-hmm. at 65 million years mm-hmm. uh, in, like, 1994, Wow, I want to say. Is yeah, so...
1: The, was that the meteor at the Yucatan? Yeah. Okay.
0: So that's, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's... Uh, I, that is one thing I wish that our teachers had taught us growing up, and I don't, maybe you feel the same about this, but, like, I feel like they tell us a lot of stuff that we know now, but they did not give us a good account of when we found that stuff out and why that matters. Because like you look back at, you know, for example, uh, Ignatius Donnelly, we talked about, uh, Tartaria. If you ever come across that theory, don't, if you see, if you see the word Tartaria run, you will be happier not knowing um we had our own little crusade on that one yeah
1: we're learning we're speaking from experience yeah
0: so gotcha. ignatius donnelly is the guy who wrote uh, atlantis the antediluvian world which is kind of like the book on atlantis that started it all i back then there was a whole bunch of stuff he couldn't have possibly known just straight up had not been discovered yet tectonic plates being one of them pangea I uh, most of what we know about egypt before The bronze age um or sorry before the bronze age collapse uh so if you understand that you kind of can understand why his work reads the way it does and it helps you get into the heads of people 150 200 300 years ago um but yeah it's it's very weird to think about and i've i kind of been thinking a lot partially because of you know i I know i've referenced outlander a lot recently because we were watching through it but Mm. it does make you realize like oh you know penicillin was invented in 1928 (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah huh
0: maybe maybe things haven't been as good as long as we thought
1: anyway fair uh That's nick, good. Ro- nick rogers for five dollars and 47 cents so there are literally dozens of scadians hiding in me uh somebody said it was like the society of something anachronisms or something like that
0: interesting yeah
1: um Miss Maury said for $2. A thousand years from now, Wendousie will be your legacy. All
0: right. Well, I better do something really evil then to knock that one off. Why
1: is that your instinct? I don't know. It's a lot easier to
0: be remembered for evil than it is to be remembered for good.
1: Why do you have to go full Lex Luthor?
0: If Wendousie was going to be your legacy, would you not think of a way out of it? You have so much writing talent. I have no time evil takes far less energy <laughs> it's far less difficult to be evil fair i am simply going to start blowing up random random underwater pipelines without any regard for what they are
1: you're a new character i will not be checking Wait, you're a new character archetype <laughs> reluctant villain <laughs> i like it i don't want to do this but i have to because i need to be remembered for something else yeah which is ironic uh nob was back for five dollars or gone uh am i saying the right guy? Gomb? gomb yeah Um uh, you could gomb. just call him ben yeah that's true I, just, I don't like <laughs> taking the easy road out his name is uh, right there man i know uh he says i know they're lesbians because i asked we communicate very well also can i send them to wendigoon as a wedding gift? i wouldn't yeah uh he, he's pretty he's still mad at me for coining Wendigo. he's also just very adamant like don't send him things in that's mail. true yeah i wouldn't do that yeah I don't know if he's changed his stance on that. Probably but not. Anytime I've ever been around him and the questions come up, he says, don't send me things for your own good. Yeah. <laughs> or like, don't try and like find me for your own good. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah.
0: And I'll tell you this much. I've been very clear that don't try to find me for your own good. You are in so much more trouble. If you find him, you're not going to be happy if you find me, but you're not going to be found. If you find him, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't have connections. <laughs> <laughs> my connections have connections but i myself do not have the the connections
2: the six degrees of
0: do you have connections
2: uh rather not say nah, that's, that's the, the right answer, answer. <laughs> yep, There we go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice uh miss maury for five dollars says uh thornbussy i'd love to see a series from you on mythology and how it's used in film Ooh. and what it got right and wrong from the source i would be interested not in that as well
0: i mean if you would like to start writing segments i am happy to have you do them
1: so the only thing that would give me pause is i would need to get from you good sources and resources that way i can make sure the whatever research i'm doing Mm -hmm. is accurate yeah true so i mean as soon as we can lock that yeah we just have to figure it out yeah and we can tie it into yeah we can talk about it yeah for sure uh Cass that's just an addition that we are both her favorite aiden oh thank you Um, well actually it
0: does we were talking about doing a horror movie uh, monster every month yeah as a way to kind of give me a, a little bit of a break so uh so do that we we could do it that way where it's like since we're picking a movie monster he can talk about you know the film aspect
2: yeah that would work yeah wouldn't be work.
0: every week but
2: yeah big horror movie fan i, I you know what I do appreciate them
0: I, I think it's a an interesting genre of <laughs>
2: it's my my favorite
0: i, I, I it's, it's got some of, like, the best variety in terms of quality. What
2: are your oh, top yeah. three? Good question, yeah. Oh, man. I don't... Horror? I, you know, I've never actually thought about it. Really? You know, like, I know, I've never... Like, I could do, like, my top three of all time, maybe. But, like, top three horror. Ooh.
1: Well, what are your top Difficult. three of all time? Yeah, It's a good t- question. T- time to stall, essentially, and figure it out.
2: Uh, uh... Okay, I... I these three would more likely be in like a top five that are kind of all equal, but Conan, the barbarian ravenous and the fountain.
1: Interesting. I actually have not
2: seen ravenous yet.
0: What would be your top three? all time? Ravenous
2: is a horror movie. I think. Yeah. So. Really? I, would, I would consider it a horror movie. Yeah. So, really
0: uh, good. all right, well, we got Lord of the Rings, the fellowship of the ring. Oh God, here we go. We got Lord oh. of the Rings, the two towers. <laughs> we got Lord of the Rings, the return. of. <laughs> no i uh, i think return of the king is definitely up there as one of my favorites um i wouldn't say it's one of the best movies of all time but it is one of my favorite uh the first conjuring movie hmm. is one of my favorite movies and after that um revenge of the sith nice i know two of those are su- i i know all three of those are kind of basic but like you know for for me my favorite movies are the ones that i can endlessly rewatch. yeah so right. for me, it's those ones. Yeah. Um. You know, have you seen the Friday the Thirteenth movies? Of oh, every single
2: one. What are your thoughts? <laughs> like in general, I mean, they, they, it's like up and down with those. You yeah. Know I mean? Like, I mean, I'm I, trying to, I, you know, number four. If that's the one with uh, uh, the little kid, yeah, um, Tommy. Then I yes, the one that Tom Savini was a part yeah. of. It. I was a big fan of that one. I think that might be like my favorite one of them. Um, I've watched yeah. five of them this week,
0: multiple times. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I agree with you.
2: I haven't seen <laughs> them in a long time, but yeah. I remember that one always being like in the top for me.
0: Did, did you see the 2009 remake? Yes. Jared Padalecki. what did you think of that one?
2: Um, Good. Not great.
0: Yeah. I I thought it was a solid horror movie. And I thought that compared to the original, it was definitely better. The, the first two oh, I think yeah. were extremely oh, yeah. weak, but I think I I, I haven't watched oh, six maybe. and seven or five, six and seven yet. But I I do feel like they get stronger over time.
2: Yeah, yeah. so far. Really? Well, wait till you get to Jason X. Oh, I okay, mean, yeah. I, I don't know. Well, if yeah, you're I gonna, will say I after. You're gonna
0: after oh. uh, I was reading through some of the plot synopsis stuff and uh, just the, of the series, not the individual movies, and I was like, okay, I can f- kind of follow how this is working. He seemed pretty dead at the end of 3, but all right. I can suspend my disbelief. And I get how they continued it after 4. You know, it, it, a I understand. new beginning,
2: I was not a fan of. I,
0: I, but I get it. Like, I understand okay. how, how they were rebooting <laughs> the series. As I was getting to, like, the jason after being you know dissolved alive by toxic waste inexplicably returns in the future once i got there i was like okay you've lost the plot mm-hmm. <laughs> um that seems a little a little much but yeah i, I can understand why they're kind of these cult classics but oh, watching Freddy the first two is a good
2: one surprisingly good
0: ah, maybe next month we cover nightmare on elm street and yeah. we, uh, we can talk about both they're you not. know in
2: terms of recent horror movies i could give you three recent good what ones i've seen it follows good one and, I, and oh. i'm talking like in the last 10 years yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, a dark Weird song. concept but good one <laughs> and uh what was it called the night the night house the night yeah. house did you see yes. oculus yes that was very good i did not
0: understand oculus
2: it's it, well it messes with time a lot
0: it messes with I time so that. much yeah, I, I was like, I have no idea what's going. I, it went from but I don't know what's going on to I don't know good. when's going on, and that was where <laughs> I that, that I think that's where it broke for me. <laughs> like,
2: it it'll definitely do that too. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> maybe I should go back and rewatch it now that I'm about ten years older. But, uh, but yeah. for
2: a movie about a killer mirror, yeah, exactly. uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> which I just I wish I could have been in the pitch room. <laughs> it's just one dude's just like, it's a killer mirror. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like something the guys on always sunny would
1: come up with yeah 100 mm-hmm. percent. like genuinely uh caster for five dollars says az superstition mountains headless men connection all
0: right we'll have to look into the superstition mountains do you know anything about that i know of them okay fair that's about yeah. it <laughs> that, isn't that funny though do you ever come across where somebody is like asks you a question about something very obscure and you're like i all wish i could tell you all the time i i unfortunately have to respond to a lot of like super chats or patreon questions with oof buddy i don't know (laughs) yeah i feel bad letting people down but i am not i'm not an encyclopedia right don't
1: i wish uh joshua cooley for ten dollars has an interesting question did the advancement of our scientific knowledge come at the cost of our ability to see a broader reality okay
0: all right let me read this one (laughs) let me read this one Did the advancement of our scientific knowledge come at the cost of our ability to see a broader reality? Did we have to narrow our vision to gain one kind of knowledge at the expense of another? It needed a more dramatic
1: reading. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it, it just did. Yeah, you uh, so yeah probably.
0: I mean, fuck, man. <laughs> uh, that's actually something, you know, I, I don't know if you if you have any specific thoughts on it, but for me, this is something that I think of a lot when we're talking about Native Americans. Um, that... They, they lived a very different way from Europeans. And there's kind of been this, this push throughout history to obviously initially say, oh, well, they were less than us. They were behind, they, they, were, in, you know, they were not advanced, so even going so far as to call them savages. Uh, on the other hand, I think there's a push to kind of make it a little bit too sanitized. And there's this idea that like a lot of people think that the, you know, the natives were kind of homogenous and peace loving and, you know, sharing corn with one another. And like, there's, <laughs> there's this image that like, you know, they were, they were hippies almost. And it's like, no, they were, they had extensive trade networks. They had complicated religious beliefs. They had uh, nation states. They had ties. like And
1: that they were, they were so vastly different that there were even sometimes that had remarkably similar uh, religious structures to that of like christianity yeah so there's the uh, ones. there
0: were certain tribes that like almost sounded jewish not where tribes that would have encountered christians would have been so there's just this weird like but yeah so with that i you know and what would have kind of come to come to feel is that the i think that technology and knowledge are different things and i think that that is kind of an interesting way of looking at it is you know, look at uh look at the it's not just the Americans and the Native Americans, it's the the Romans and the Celts. It's the uh God, what's another good example of this? Um it is the God, what is a good example? Oh, the uh, the Russians and the Monsi. Like, mm. you know, just these different groups that have different beliefs, but the Native Americans lived a much cleaner lifestyle um they didn't have mass wars on the scale that we do was it better yeah that might be up for subjective interpretation but it was different it was a different kind of knowledge it was a different kind of world and so yeah i think that you know in in some ways i think we have lost certain things as as the uh the unceasing march of time brings us closer to whatever end we may find but uh yeah i i do think that 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 the answer is yes Uh, we we have lost some of our our cultural and i think uh you know our our knowledge of how to interact and care for one another as we've gained more and more scientific knowledge so i think yeah emotional intelligence has decreased as we've gained uh you know iq but what
2: about you uh yeah no i i'll just say that i agree that was a pretty (laughs) good synopsis right there no i agree with what you said yeah i mean i think it's kind of a natural evolution of things in a way, good or bad. But.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mad Groble for $2 says, have any of you seen Barbarian? It's on Hulu. Uh,
0: yes. I don't think I have. I have not. Is it a horror movie?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Although I, I'm i not sure why it's called Barbarian. I will say that. <laughs> I mean, I'm I didn't not see sure any, why
0: Friday the 13th was called Friday the
2: 13th. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, Bar- that, that was a good movie. I mean, it's worth a watch for sure. All right, I'll get uh, I'll interesting idea. Have you one seen, of the better ones.
0: Have you seen a uh, Bone Tomahawk? Yes, that was one that I really liked that came out recently. Kurt
2: Russell, right? Yeah, Cowboy it's... Kurt Russell. Yep, good stuff. Kurt yeah. Russell
0: back in the saddle, but he's uh, fighting you know, cannibal Native Americans. You, you yeah, you don't to Kurt get Kurt
2: Russell, too right? many. Yeah, you don't get too many Western horror movies. So. No.
0: Which is uh, weird,
2: because it's actually a really good setting for a horror movie. It's, it's pretty good,
0: yeah. Um, you know, there's so much you can do with it. You just got cowboys out on the trail; you can put
1: them anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. Uh, Agent Steve for four ninety nine said, "Love your video on MMIW. Grew up in the Flathead Reservation in Montana, and a few of my friends are still missing." The
0: last sentence caught me off guard there.
1: Yeah, yeah. If you wanna, Steve, if you wanna send us an email with anything that you would yeah. want to let us know. Uh, even just some cases worth looking into, we would love to because yeah. we even if have...
0: we can just post about them, yeah. Like at the very least, we'd be like, Hey, these people are still actively missing,
1: yeah. Um, because we have we, reach, we, we still very much, despite the, the lack of interest some people seem to have in MMIW, yeah, we still very much have it. and We yeah. want to, you know, cover it to the best of our ability, so
0: yeah, I'd talk about it more if it weren't for the fact that a certain federal organization seems to be deliberately losing all of the
2: files, really. Um, Isn't that amazing? Mm hmm. It's just so great. Actually, I did a video on Selena, Not Afraid. Mm -hmm. And um, I tried to contact the FBI for her files. And after a very long time, what they said to me was that we can't give you anything because she's still missing. And she had already been found dead a long time ago, Mm -hmm. years ago. So I sent them her obituary and I said, Mm -hmm. how can you think she's still missing when here's her Mm -hmm. obituary? Their response was, oh, we're sorry. We'll look into that and we'll get back to you. And and they gave me the estimated time that they Mm -hmm. would respond. It was 1,065 days. So that
0: was an automated response, basically.
2: No, I messaged them back and said, this can't be real. (laughs) And they said, it is. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that's your government. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back in two and a half years.
1: So proud to pay
0: three,
2: taxes. Yeah,
0: almost three years. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. We uh we tried to talk to the FBI about Tom Messick, um, and we didn't even ask that many questions. You want to know what my question was? Did you send agents? <laughs> did did FBI agents go to the scene? Was the only question I had asked them. And at first they were like, "Yeah, we'll have somebody get back to you." And then I called to check, and I was like, "Hey, I." Uh, Anybody get a chance to take a look at my question? And they went, Yeah, we're just not gonna answer it. They were like and I was like, so so no comment? And they said we have no answer. And I was like So you're not even hmm. saying no comment. <laughs> you're you're saying you're not gonna answer. They were like, Yep. Yeah. Okay. You know what? All right. Did you cool. did you ask why? I I did and they just said no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This was a phone call that I had. I had a phone call with the FBI branch in Albany, New York, and that was how it went. Um, Fine people. Yep. Uh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta lie. I, I think uh, it's the last one. It is. Um, just so you know, the equal distance point from Georgia, Phoenixville, and I don't know where Bellingham is, but is Bray Road, Wisconsin. So I guess, are is that you, the third one? Bellingham? What?
2: I don't, I mean, it's interesting because I did live in Bellingham for a number of years, but I do not live there now.
0: That was the, that was the place somebody
2: came.
0: <laughs> Maybe you mentioned it in a video at some point.
2: Never. Uh, I have never. <laughs> yeah,
0: but it does make Weird. sense that, uh, Sorry. that the, the midpoint would be somewhere Wisconsin. around Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of funny and bray road does have an eastern bray road all right yeah i mean yeah i i think it would be fun now that there's kind of a, a solid community of of youtubers who are doing this general kind of thing um with a a degree of like kind of academic level sincerity I don't mm. think it would be out of the question to get a bunch of people together at some point at the very least for some sort of convention but uh you know, I think actually going and doing something together would be fun. But we can talk about it at a later date. I know it is getting late for us, and I'm sure you got places to be and things to do. So yeah, I got
2: eight minutes. <laughs> <I gotta> go. <laughs>
0: yeah. So you know, thank you so much for being here. I will. I will make sure you can you can scoot out of here. Do you want to uh, you know give anybody who might not know who you are any places to follow you or any any final thoughts?
2: Uh, yeah. Follow me, uh, missing enigma on YouTube. Uh, you can watch me there. And if you do like what you see there, you can uh, check out my Patreon. There's actually two videos up on my Patreon right now that, uh, are quite long and no one has access to at the moment, except patron members. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram or Twitter at missing enigma. It's my name on everything. Um, thanks for having me on here guys. I always appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Thank you, man. It was a great time. We loved having you. And I, I, I'm, I'm liking having guests again. Oh, it's always fun. <laughs> it's nice to have people. Yeah, so I mean, next time we have something that uh, that you've got interest in, we'll we'll definitely reach out and let you know. Maybe next time we have a good slew of missing four hundred one cases to talk about.
2: Cool.
0: All right. Well, we are gonna at this point switch over and get to the stream ending side of things. Let me do the outro really quick, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for all of the support, the viewership, the super chats definitely go follow the missing enigma. There have been several videos of his that really opened up my eyes on a missing four on one case. Great work, great coverage. And uh, thank you guys so much for watching. We will see you on the next one. Bye guys.